Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Forever Student. We are joined today by Udo Erasmus. He's a pioneer of the health and wellness industry, having created flax oil and the healthy fats movement. He is also the co-founder of the Udo's Choice supplement brand, a global leader in cutting-edge health products, having sold tens of millions of bottles of healthy oils, probiotics, and digestive enzymes. He's also an accomplished author, and he wrote a book called Fats That Heal and Fats That Kill, which has sold 250,000 copies worldwide. You'll be surprised to know that Udo is in his 80s, and he has a vast amount of experience in health and wellness, and you're going to hear all about that today and more. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Udo Rasmus, welcome to The Forever Student. Hi, glad to be on. I am so excited to have you on today. And, and the first topic that we uh, want to dive into is to ask you a bit about your background and where your journey with health and healing started. Well, there's a couple of ways to answer that. The, the journey to health and healing really begins the day you're conceived, right? Because from then on, what your mother eats is important. Then what you get from your mother is important. And then whether she feeds you potatoes or steak is important. You know, because everything you do, everything you bring into your body physically has a physical effect on your body structure. And if you're living in line with nature and your nature, then you're going to have the best, longest life. When you get out of line with nature and your nature, you pay a price. So in that sense, it started the day we were conceived, right? Because that goes on, that follows us all our life. But uh, my, um, I studied biological sciences because I just found living things so fascinating. And I came out of the war in Europe, the Second World War. So that means I'm 80. Right? Uh, and we were refugees when I was a little kid. And it was so chaotic and so anxiety-producing and terrifying. Bullets flying and the Allies were shooting at us from planes. These were the good guys. We were refugees, mothers with young children. Communists were chasing us in tanks and trucks. And so it was like very... I, I don't remember a lot other than like... Anxiety, oh my God, oh my God. So I was always looking for safety. You know, what is safe? So I got into books because books are safe, right? You can read a book about a war, but there are no bullets flying. You know, and I already, I didn't like the bullets flying. <laughs> and so very early I said, man, there must be a way that people can live in harmony. And I'm going to find out how. So that's where my quest for what I'm here to do started. I was six years old. I listened to people argue. I said, I, I always made me uncomfortable when they argued. I said, man, there must be a way that people can live in harmony. I'm going to find out how. And then I got in, into science to understand how things work. Because when, you're, when, you're, you know, when you live in chaos, then you, you need to find out how things work. Because when you know how things work, then you can maneuver your way through them. Then I got into biological sciences to figure out how creatures work. Then I got into psychology to figure out how thinking works. Then I got into medicine because I wanted to know how health works, but they only taught about disease. So I went back into biological science because biological science, you study normal functioning of normal creatures in normal situations, which is a, one definition of the study of health. So I was studying health in biology, but only nobody calls it that. 
And so then I got, in, got into biochemistry and genetics. And then I left because I was actually looking for something more. Sort of like my heart ached for something. I was restless. It was like, you know, and I wasn't finding it. So I left university and eventually got married. That didn't deal with my heartache either. Then we had kids. That didn't deal with my heartache either, even though it was beautiful. All of it was beautiful. And then my marriage broke up and I wanted to kill something because I was really upset. And I took a job as a pesticide sprayer because I had gotten my license to spray them uh, in, an, in a previous gardening job. And I, I was very careless with the pesticides. Three years after I started spraying them, I got poisoned by the pesticides I carelessly sprayed. And that's when my thought that's when I became really focused on health because I went to the doctor and I asked her so what do you have for pesticide poisoning and she said nothing <laughs> like oh okay my health really is my responsibility I'm on my own here and so I used my background to try and understand how health works and I looked at everything I could find out in the research because I knew how to read the research uh, on health and nutrition disease and nutrition on the on the understanding that your body's made out of food. It's actually also made out of water and air, but I wasn't thinking about that then. So the body's made out of food. So if something goes wrong in your body, you need to raise your standard for food intake. And within a year, 98% of your body will have been rebuilt to a higher standard once you set that standard. Because the body turns over. It's always turning over. 98% every year. So literally, uh, you can build your body to a higher standard in one year. That's what's called healing. And that's why healing is possible, because your body is a major construction site, always turning over. So you want to you make it better? Raise the standard. So I started doing that, and I got stuck on, on fats, because that was the most complicated area in nutrition. In fact, there are two opposite stories on fats, you know, and fats that heal that you need to have, and you may need to make sure you bring in and optimize, and fats that kill, you need to leave, leave out and make sure you don't, don't put them in your body, right? And so I, the book is called Fats That Heal, Fats That Kill, just to make that point right from the beginning, that there are two opposite stories on fats. And then I, you know, because I, I really studied, there were so many contradictions in the oils research. You know, one of them was omega-6s are essential, which means you can't make them, but you have to have them. So they have to come in from outside. And then the next thing says, so they're essential for life and for health. And the next study says omega-6s give you cancer and kill you. It drove me nuts. It's like, wait a minute, this is essential for health, and then it gives you cancer and kills you? And that, that contradiction made me look deeper to how oils are made which are they are the most sensitive of all of our nutrients. They need the most care. We actually give them the least care. And so more health problems come from fats than any other part of nutrition. And making an oil change that your body needs from the, from the fats that kill to the fats that heal gets you more health benefits than any other change that you make in nutrition. And so I then, you know, then I, got, I got really excited. Oh, my God, omega-3 is essential. That was established a year after I got poisoned. 1980, I got poisoned. They said, oh, omega-3 is also an essential nutrient. 
99% of the population doesn't get enough. Every cell needs them. You know, it doesn't get enough for optimum health. And so I said, oh, if we could make omega-3s with health in mind, they're super, even more sensitive than omega-6s, the damage by light, by oxygen, and by heat. If we could make them with health in mind, and we could bring them back to the population, oh my God, we could help almost everybody. Because almost everybody doesn't get enough. Then I got excited. And, I, and literally, the whole thing happened on the enthusiasm I got for having found a purpose in my life, something worth doing. I did a lot of stuff that, you know, eh, you know, I don't know. This, this is definitely not why I'm here. You know, I did a lot of different. I did a lot of blue collar jobs because I wanted to feel what it felt like to be in the shoes of the people doing it. But none of that was like, yeah, this is where I want to park my life. <laughs> but when I came to oil, I was, okay, I can park my life here. Oh my God, we could help almost everybody. I got so, I was so excited. There's something in human beings feels good when it helps make quality of life better for self, but for others as well. So that's how it started. Long, long answer to your short question. <laughs> no, thank you. I think that was, that was elaborate, but it was necessary for us to, uh, to get a real understanding of, of sort of your background and, and how it led to where you are today. There's yeah. definitely a couple of questions here that, that, I'm interested in. And if you don't mind yeah. first jumping into some top line definitions, one would be what is a fat and like, why okay, yeah. is it, and why is it essential to, uh, why are there fats that are good for us? Why are there fats that are bad for us? And like, mm -hmm. if you could touch on a couple of examples, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So fats, uh, you know, everything in the body is either water soluble or fat soluble. And things that dissolve in water won't dissolve in fat. And things that dissolve in fat usually won't dissolve in water. So you have a double system in the body. And, um, and fats make up about 15% of your body. Water makes 70%, protein 10, minerals 4, vitamins 1, free oxygen 1, and there's your body. Right? So 15% of your body, it's the the most abundant nutrient in your body. And it's required for cell membranes and it's right, required for the brain. The brain, if you, the dry uh, weight of your brain is over 60% fat and fat is fuel. So that when you get fat, that means you're just storing a lot of fuel that you didn't burn. So you ate more fuel than you burned and then it is stored as fat. Fat is our insulation. Now, you know, when it's cold out, you know, animals have hair, which is made out of protein. Human beings don't have much hair. Uh, even the hairiest among us are, is not very hairy. So we need a different kind of insulation. So fat is our insulation. Under the skin, the fat, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, transfer heat very well. So it's very, so it's our insulation. So it's a, uh, an energy source, it's insulation, it's required in different structures in our cells. It's the brain is mostly fat. So it has a lot of, and then it comes in two forms. Actually, it comes in four forms. One is the essential fatty acids. Super important. We have to have them to live and be healthy. We can't make them in our body. So they have to be brought in from outside. If we don't get enough, we can't stay healthy. So then our health deteriorates, we get deficiency symptoms, they get worse with time, 
And if we don't get enough of any essential nutrient long enough, we die. These are the key building blocks for body construction and body function. So that's the, that's the really good ones. Then there is like saturated fats and monoons. They're, by the way, these essential ones are called omega-3 and omega-6. Then there's the omega-9, which is monounsaturated and saturated fats. The body can make those out of sugar and starch, so they are not essential to us. But they're found in all oils. And then there is um, uh, the essential fatty acid derivatives, which means if you get enough essential fatty acids, the body turns them inside through our genetic program, turns them into all kinds of other things, including antioxidants and anti-inflammatory and, and uh, uh, immune-enhancing and feel-good molecules. They're made from the, the essential fatty acids. And then the fourth is the toxic fats. The toxic fats are mostly toxic because we damage them. So omega-3 and 6, when they're made to make cooking oils, they're treated with uh, sodium hydroxide, which is a very corrosive base, then phosphoric acid, which is a very corrosive acid. Then they're bleached with bleaching clays that makes them go rancid. Now they smell bad. They have to be deodorized. And to deodorize them, you have to heat them to frying temperature. In that process of making a colorless, odorless, tasteless oil, you damage about 1% of the molecules. The industry does. And when you have a, a, a 1% damaged, Oil, one tablespoon of that oil has more than a million damaged molecules for every one of your body's 60 trillion cells. It's 60 quintillion damaged molecules in one tablespoon. And those damaged oils are out of line with nature, are out of line with our physical needs. Then they get into the body, they, they, they muck up the works. <laughs> to use a very precise term, they muck up the works, right? They get into a space is, that is supposed to be occupied by something that is important for health, but they can't do that job, so they interfere. And when you get enough of those, because every day you don't eat one tablespoon of oil that's 1% damaged, but maybe two to four, and you do that for 5, 10, 15 years, and you take those oils and you fry food, in which damage them way more even. Frying is the dumbest thing we ever invented to do to our health. Fried oils fry health. It's my, my little my mantra. <laughs> Fried oils fry health. Fried foods fry health. Frying is the stupidest thing we've ever invented to do to our food from the perspective of health. And so, so, we, get, so we get a lot of damaged molecules from these damaged fats. So that's the fourth one, the fourth category. We created that ourselves. This is like people who think they're smarter than God and nature. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, whatever. And you know, it's like, we think we can do anything. It has no consequences. <laughs> Everything has consequences, right? So those are the four kind of fats. The, 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 literally, the fats that kill are the fried fats, the hydrogenated fats, the, the, um, the processing damaged fats. Those are the, the fats that kill. Okay. Super clear. And when we look at something like omega-3 and we look at something like omega-6, mm -hmm. a lot of us, and I think a lot of the listeners know this is essential for us, but I think understanding how it's best consumed is, is a little tricky. And especially because, you know, when you go into a pharmacy and, and there's a hundred different omega supplements on the shelf, mm -hmm. um, as well as obviously being told it's in, you know, it's in specific types of fish or oils, et cetera. Mm -hmm. 
how do we go about um, how do we go about understanding what type of products are of high quality and high density versus ones that might not be? Because I think it's a very tough decision to make. And the second question would be, how do we know how much to have? Yep. Because I think another thing is obviously quantity, right? Yep. Like, is there too much? Is there too little? How, how do we go about that process? And lastly, and, and I'll remind you of this question. <laughs> yeah, I'll forget. I'll forget. That. <laughs> uh, like, what? what's the feeling that we get with these good oils? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so what's the first question? Quality. How to determine quality of omega? Oh yeah, how to determine quality? Well, that's tough. But if you have a an oil that is colorless, odorless, and tasteless, so I'm talking about cooking oils, not cooking and salad oils. If it's colorless, odorless, tasteless, it's one percent damaged. Don't use it. If you want to, if you want to be healthy, those those are not good, not good oils to use. And most oils are like that. Extra virgin olive oil is not damaged because the process of making it is different. That's about the only oil that is not damaged. But olive oil has virtually no omega-3 and only 10% omega-6. And the rest of it is stuff that your body can make out of sugar and starch. But at least, the de- at least it hasn't been damaged by the processing. So the, so the quality oils, uh, honestly, what happened is I actually created a new industry, the industry of making oils with health in mind. And there, there, people have knocked it off. They don't do a very good job because to do a good job on oils requires extreme uh, precision because you have to protect the oil that's in the seeds and nuts from damage done by light, by oxygen, and by heat from the time they're in the seed where they're quite well protected by nature's packaging all the way through the pressing, the filtering, the settling, the filling until they're in brown glass bottles with a box around it to keep the light out in the fridge, in the factory or the store or at home. That's how you store good oils, right? There aren't many oils like that. In fact, I don't know that there's any, <laughs> any oils that are in a brown glass bottle, in a box, in the fridge, in the supplement section, in the health food stores. That's the main market, the natural food stores. And, uh, if you find an oil like that there, it's probably got Udo's oil on, on, the, on the box because it's a, it's, a, it's a blend that I developed to get the, the omega-3 and 6 in the right ratio, both made with health in mind, uh, both protected from light, oxygen, heat by machinery that we had to invent that you don't buy, you can't buy, uh, you know, you can't buy a press that protects oils from light, oxygen, and heat. And the industry doesn't do that. They say, we make a mess at the front end. So then they would try to clean up the mess at the back end. And then they create another mess by doing that. And we said, no, let's start with organic seeds. So we don't have any pesticides in the oil. That's another big issue. Let's protect them at the front end, give them the care they need. So we don't have a mess at the back end to clean up. Right? So this is a very, uh, you have to be a little OCD to take that kind of care of stuff. You know, most people, we tend to be sloppy and we, ah, good enough. We, we had a saying, ah, good enough for government work, <laughs> right? And, and we, tend, we tend to not have very high standards for the quality of, of, the, of the things we produce. You know, in, in some ways we do. In some of the technology, we have pretty high standards because technology can be very precise. But when it comes to food, we're sloppy. 
when it comes to relationships, we're sloppy. <laughs> when it comes to all the human stuff, we're kind of sloppy, right? So, uh, so that was the first question. Second question was, yeah, so qu the quality. And fundamentally, it's, there's a lot of really bad oil everywhere. I've been to China. I've been to, uh, I've been to uh, let's see, I've not been in the Middle East. But in the rest, I've been to much of the rest of Asia. I've been to Africa. I've been to Europe. I've been to North America. And everywhere, everybody likes to fry. And they all use oils that are already damaged before they even put them in the frying pan. And everybody, you know, and everybody loves their fried food. And cancer is one of the, the diseases with the greatest increase. Because when you wreck oils, they increase inflammation and they increase cancer. Right, so that's that's the quality issue. How much is the second issue? Uh, you have to look at two things. One is food oils and supplement oils. Food oils, basically two to four tablespoons. That's like thirty to sixty milliliters. That's like twenty-eight to fifty-six grams a day. That's quite a lot, uh, and that's the foundation. And, you, and the second is supplement. That's usually one to three grams. It's usually fish oil, but it could be krill oil, but it can also be made by algae. That's a small amount. And what a lot of people do is they use the damaged oils, and then they take a supplement on top of that, and they think that fixes the problem. But it doesn't. You can, when the food oil foundation is damaged, you have to fix the foundation, and a supplement will not fix that foundation. And then, so you have to fix the foundation. That means your body needs an oil change, just like your car. You got to get the dirty oil out and you got to bring clean oil in, right? And once you've done that, then a supplement may make sense on top of that. But you can't do it on supplement without fixing a foundation. Because the foundation, there's so much of it. It's a, you know, the major nutrients, right? Our major nutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. So we're talking two to four tablespoons a day, not two to four capsules. And there would be 14 capsules in a tablespoon. So if you weigh 150 pounds, three tablespoons, that would be 14 times three, 42 capsules to get it in, a, in, the, in the form in which you usually take the oils. And the fish oils are even more damaged because they're even more sensitive to damage than the, than the plants, plant oils. So the, the, the research on the fish oils these days says they don't work because there's so much processing goes in. And at one point, they had PCBs and dioxins in them, so they had to do more processing to get those out, but you do more damage to the oil when you're taking out the toxins. And uh, it's not unusual for 5% of the fish oil to be damaged molecules, probably higher than that. Oh. And uh, so so... So you so you ha you have to build your foundation in a healthy way if you want to be healthy. You you may be able to benefit if you add supplement to it. I call this my all some some none statement. All of us need our foundation made with health in mind. Some of us may benefit if they add a supplement to it, and none of us can be healthy on supplement alone. I think that's a fairly way fairly clear way of presenting that particular issue what kind of what kind of oils right totally totally so, i think 
And the yeah, third question. And the third question was. So now that you've actually elaborated on this a bit, I can I can formulate this question a bit better. If somebody now has these two to four tablespoons per day and has sorted out their foundational health, what are the sort of feelings that they're going oh, yeah. to, or or sort of effects or benefits that they're going to feel, whether it's subtle or not subtle? Okay, if you if you take both omega six and omega three out of somebody's diet then what they're going to do is they're going to deteriorate until they die because these are essential molecules, right? Just like the 18 minerals, the 13 vitamins, the nine essential amino acids that the body can't make, the body can't make the two essential fatty acids, omega-3 and omega-6. When the one that's missing is the omega-3. So when you bring omega-3s in the diet, the, you can summarize the research in, in one sentence. When you increase omega-3s in your diet and they're not damaged and not toxic, you can improve virtually every major degenerative condition of our time because they have functions in every cell and, and everybody, most, almost everybody doesn't get enough for optimum health. So you can expect to see benefits when you start doing it right. And what we found the most commonly that people the feedback. Number one is skin. If you get enough oil, both omega-3 and 6 form a barrier in the skin against the loss of moisture, and your skin becomes soft, smooth, and velvety. And that's the biggest rant we get about the oil is skin. <clears throat> We're all a little vain. <laughs> you know, we like our skin to be very nice, <laughs> right? And, and it's, it's, it's really quite remarkable. And then you don't need gunk on your skin. And if your skin is dry, you need more oil. Now, that'll show up in the desert more than in a humid climate, but it'll show up in humid climate too. So, And you need more in winter when it's cold than in summer when it's hot because you burn more of the oils for energy in, 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 uh, in cold weather. So I use maybe two or three tablespoons in summer and about four in winter for getting that optimum. And we measure optimum by skin feel because your skin gets it last and loses it first because your inner organs get priority on it because you can live with dry skin. But if your heart dried out before your skin did, you'd be in serious, in serious trouble, right? So nature has it set up in a way so we can actually measure, use that as a measure of optimum intake. If your skin is dry, you need more oil. Uh, energy level. We worked with athletes Within a month of taking a tablespoon per 50 pounds of body weight per day of the blend that we work with, their stamina in their sport, if they did it to exhaustion, went up by 40 to 60% on average. And there is no training program that gets you that kind of benefit. Omega-3s, I call them the fat-burning fire starter. They literally increase your metabolic rate, increase your oxidation rate, give you more energy, that it takes you longer to get tired, and they re you recover from fatigue after workouts quicker in about a third to half the time. Your injuries heal in a third to half the time. They lower all of the major cardiovascular risk factors, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, uh, sticky platelets, uh, C-reactive protein. Uh, so they... They decrease inflammation. They're anti-inflammatory, and the body makes anti-inflammatories out of them. 
They increase bone strength. They transport minerals in the body. They are super important for brain function. And you get both more calm and more intelligent. There's research that shows that they can increase IQ by three to nine points. Uh, let's see, what else? In pregnancy, super important because when a woman is pregnant, she needs to take care of her brain and she needs to build another brain in her body. So women need more than men during pregnancy. They don't get more than men usually. So what happens is each child gets less than the previous child. Each child depletes the mother further because they don't have enough even of the plant-based, the, the women uh, can convert the plant-based into brain-based fats quite effectively because they need to. So nature set it up. <laughs> Estrogen improves the conversion. And, uh, so, and it's the researchers think it's the reason why women have more chronic fatigue, depression, fibromyalgia, uh, collagen inflammatory and autoimmune diseases than men do because of the depletion of essential fatty acids by childbirth on a diet that is, it's, that is too low in omega-3s. Uh, what else? People, when they work out, they build muscle faster. Uh, their injuries heal in a third to half the time. I think I may have said that already, right? Your hair and nails grow about 25% faster. You don't get the split nails and the split ends on your hair. Uh, your vision may improve because they're very important in the, in the function of the retina. Uh, they're also required for sperm uh, formation. Um, and then they support immune function. And, you know, we talk about uh, cytokine storms that sometimes people get. Well, they, the cytokine storm comes from omega-6s, and most people get a lot of omega-6s and too little omega-3. So the ratio between the two is wrong. Well, the cytokines are made from omega-6 derivatives, and omega-3s inhibit the overreaction over in the body to omega-6s. I mean, it just goes, it goes on and on and on. It's like uh, if, if, if they can improve virtually every major problem of our time, it's because in part that problem comes from not enough omega-3s. Because omega-3s will only fix what lack of omega-3s causes. So if you have magnesium deficiency, omega-3 won't fix that. If you have vitamin C deficiency, omega-3 won't fix that. But omega-3 will fix everything that comes from omega-3 deficiency. So if it, if it has such a wide range of benefits, it's because to the extent that omega-3s improve them, those problems came from omega-3 deficiency. And of course, if they're made with health in mind, they'll actually fix it. If they're, if they're damaged, then they might fix something, but they might get you some other problems. So it's very, very important that they're actually made with health in mind and not just with shelf life. The industry likes shelf life because then they can make it in Vancouver and sell it in Dubai. You know? But if you make it, if, if, it, if you, um, and, and the processing is, is in service of a long shelf life and a big market. If you want the oil to benefit, it, it you know it and to uh, to unfold its health benefits, then you have to make it with care and treat it with care and use it with care. Totally, totally. Thank you for that. I think that was super helpful because 
one of the things that I always struggled with was understanding the detailed benefits of omega-3 and omega-6 and healthy oils in general. Because right. it, you know, when I I take it, it's it's really about two things mainly for me. It was about um it was about anti-inflammation and brain function predominantly, um, and right. heart health. Those are the things that always communicated to me, but you never yeah. really get, you know, the full picture and how yeah. vital it really is. And just I mean, to, you, go ahead. Yeah, just to balance that, omega-6 is also essential for every cell. But most people get enough omega-6s, although they get them partially damaged. And it's the omega-3s that are missing that have the most powerful anti-inflammatory and brain function improving effects because they're the ones that are missing. And they're the ones that are they're, they're higher energy than omega-6s. But both are essential, and you got to have the ratio right. So we did that. We we did all that. We did it by experiment because we were basically starting from scratch, and we got to do it any way we want to make it. And so fundamentally, everything in the oil is there for a reason to do with health. The ratio for reason for health in glass because plastic leaches into oil. When that gets into your body, you get inflammation, chronic inflammation, because the body doesn't deal with plastic. Well, once it gets in your body, right? Yeah, and so that so that literally everything that's not in there is not in there because of some concern to health. Like we don't have borage oil in there, we don't have fish oil in there, um, because there are issues with those oils that interfere with health, either because of because the the plant, the borage plant contains some toxins, or because the oils have been damaged by the processing used. Understood. Understood. Two things. I mean, firstly, I'm definitely going to place a bulk order because I, I, I'm i currently training for a 100K run, which is taking mm-hmm. place in about 10 months. Yeah. And I can I can definitely use something to, to speed up my, one, my endurance and, and two, my recovery time and three, preventing injuries. And I think for any athletes listening to this, um, of, yeah. you, know, you know how important that is. Uh, joint mobility and flexibility, less pain and injury in athletes was one of one of our uh, findings in in doing the study. We did two studies with it in athletes. One was strong men and weightlifters, and the other one was all kinds of different sports. That's quicker, key. quicker reflexes, longer longer before they got tired, recovered quicker. Yeah, very consistent, and they were blown away because there is no training program that gets you forty to sixty percent increase in your performance in thirty days of starting. And we didn't make any other changes in their diets, right? Just like added the oil. That's most incredible. people, and most people still don't know because the athletes, the elite athletes that use the oil, there's quite a few. They don't tell anybody because it's so competitive that when you get an edge, then you don't. You keep it to yourself. The guy who set the record for the longest distance run in 24 hours in the U.S. did it on that oil, Udo's oil. And he he used to say... What was his name? Scott Jury. Everybody knows Scott Jury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. I mean... He said, second... he said, it, he said it, it gave him 25% more energy. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And the, And the second thing I will say as well... I mean, obviously, you know, our listeners are not going to see your face, but you're you're 80 years old and you you look like you just turned 60. It's, Pretty much, it's, yeah. It's incredible. I think <clears throat> I wanted to ask you, 
you know, now all all of a sudden we're we're in this in this part where biohacking is very prevalent and overused yeah. to an extent. And I think also people are taking advantage of the industry of anti-aging and um and it's popping up a lot more. What do you do for your health or for for yourself to stay young outside of the yeah. oils? Well, let me talk about biohacking a little bit. You know, biohacking, it's kind of like, you know, you get in there and you start thinking, oh, yeah, boy, I'm really smart and I'm I'm kind of fooling nature a little bit by doing some kind of a woo-woo thing, right? What you really want to do, in my opinion, you want to do whatever you need to do to live more closely aligned with nature and your nature. For instance, I'll just give you an example. If you look at nature, forget about industry for a minute. You look at nature. In nature, every creature that eats, eats fresh, whole, raw, organic, and for people, mostly plant-based, food. Okay, so now look around and how many people eat like that. Now, we're just like the rest rest of the creatures in nature, except we invented frying pans, <laughs> right? <clears throat> and we invented refining so we can take most of the nutrients out of wheat and call it white flour, take most of the nutrients out of cane and call it white sugar, take most of the nutrients out of seeds and nuts and call it white oils, right? So we can mess with all of the all of the bits and pieces, and then we can high dose on certain things and, you know... <clears throat> we can remove the fiber out of foods. But the fiber is in there for something. We are creatures made in nature. And we live best when we live in line with the way nature makes thing, things. So biohacking is, a, is like a nice ego concept. Oh, yeah, biohacking. Oh, yeah, I came up, you know. But in fact, if you want it to really work, you need to get in aligned with nature and your nature. And, and when you do that, I mean, so, so the biggest biohack in my life, 99% of the population doesn't get enough omega-3s. So biohack your way back to the omega-3s made with health in mind. That's a, that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good biohack. And then you don't know, like when people start taking substances and we all do it to some extent, supplements. And, you know, so we have, you can take a lot of creatine. That's good for short-term stamina. And, you know, we don't know how that affects us long-term. We really don't know, right? So maybe you, get a, maybe you get a boost from it now. And maybe in five years, because it's unbalanced, it's not in line with whatever else you need to have you might actually be creating something that isn't that good for you. So when, you, when it goes to bio, biohacking, you got to... <clears throat> biohacking, I think, at, at its best, is discovering the wisdom of nature and aligning with it. Or the wisdom sure. of God and aligning with it, right? As like I'm talking about all of it. And that includes living in peace because peace reverses aging. And peace is a part of your nature. But you don't find it out there. 
and we mostly live out there or in here. And the peace is a little deeper in the core of your own being. Actually, the peace is everywhere, all the time. But your access is in the core of your own being. Okay, that's a good biohack, right? I mean, now we're literally bringing our focus. You know, we're hacking our ignorance, basically, to get to, get to, the, to knowledge, right? To self-knowledge. Uh, when you're in touch with the energy that keeps your life, which is solar energy, so you are a solar energy gadget, okay? So the solar energy goes on plants. It's absorbed by the plants, by chlorophyll. It excites electrons. They then bond, and the solar energy is stored in the bond between atoms in molecules that we call food or fuel molecules. So then we eat it, and in our cells, that, that molecule is broken down. And when those bonds are broken, the solar energy is released. Because that's happening inside of our body, we now call it life energy. So solar energy is life energy. Okay? And then if we decide that we want to be in touch with the deeper aspects of our own nature, then we do some kind of a stillness practice where we shut out the outside because our senses always take us out whenever there's change. That's for survival. So we say, okay, get in a safe place, close your eyes, relax, let your focus go back inside where it began when you were in your mother's womb. That's where it was because there was no place to go, nothing to do. Get in touch with that energy and you can see it as light, you can hear it as sound, you can feel it as love. So you get light in your darkness, sound in your, in your silence, love in your emptiness. And when you get in touch with that energy, that's called, that's what the masters talked about because they did a practice like that. So that's called the master energy. And that life energy that is the master energy is omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent in your body. It is all-powerful in your body, all-knowing in your body, and everywhere present in your body. And there's your, there's your God, or there's your master. There's your, you know, it weighs nothing, runs the whole show, right? Do you think, do you think experiencing that might have a benefit for health? Oh, you bet, because now you're in charge. Now you're in touch with the power that you have and that you are, because you're not actually the body. You know, you're the owner of the body, and life owns the body. So when you biohack, do a biohack by bringing your awareness, you're the focus of your awareness, into the energy within you, that changes everything. Then you're out of your head, and you're not limiting your, your life journey by your thoughts and your fears and your memories and your emotions, because this is beyond all that. And this is where your wholeness lives. And this is where your inspiration comes from. And this is where your unconditional love that you want from somebody else <laughs> is already unconditionally loving you, <laughs> right? And when you feel that, then you start to live different. Because when I feel whole, then it's like, it's not just all, it's not about me. I feel whole, I'm taken care of. Okay, where can I help? And then literally, you, 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 there's, because you don't need more. When you're whole, you're whole, right? 
then it's not like what can you do how can i take advantage of this situation to make my to get myself more for myself and it never makes you whole because having more stuff doesn't make you whole you're already whole <laughs> everybody is already whole <laughs> right they're just they're just looking away from their wholeness instead of looking into it right so that biohacking has some other uh dimensions that are definitely worth talking about in terms of human nature. Uh, I would say the second most neglected part of the physical, though, since we're talking physical, is digestion. And in digestion, I work with digestive enzymes, probiotics, fiber. And the third one would be, the fourth one would be bitters, herbs that have bitter tastes that are good for digestion and liver function. And when you take, uh, uh, I take probiotics and enzymes every day. When we cook foods, we destroy the enzymes that are present in raw foods that do 60% of the digestion for us. We should replace that because the body was made for raw food. You know, and if you cook them, then your body has to do, your digestive system has to do more than twice as much work than it was intended to do. That catches up with you. You burn out your digestive system. Then your immune system has to get involved then the immune system is not free to go after all the other things it needs supposed to do in the body. And same with probiotics. They're on raw foods in nature. So that's where a cow gets them. Every mouthful of grass has some probiotics on it. When we cook them, we kill them. They need to be replaced too. So I do those both every day. I would call that a pretty good biohack. And then number three, most neglected, ridiculously, green foods. Green foods, but green foods are the foundation of everything, right? At the bottom of the food chain is green foods. And the, the, the steak that people eat is made out of grass. The milk people drink is made out of grass, right? The cheese people eat is made out of grass, right? It's just grass that we mess with, right? But in nature, the cow only eats grass. There's enough food in, in, to make the steak. So enough protein and grass to make the steak, enough minerals and vitamins for all the need of the cow, right? So, so, so greens is number three. And when you've got, and, and by the way, the most neglected is number one, oils. Number two, digestion. You, and because digestion is so complicated, you know, you're taking foreign material, you're throwing it in this, in this tube that goes through your middle. And then it has, has to be all broken down. And when that's not working, nothing works for long. Because everything your body's made of went through your digestive tract, except for oxygen that went through your nose, right? But water and foods and nutrition, everything goes through that digestive system. And so you want to make sure that you optimize digestion. And that's why enzymes, probiotics, fiber, and, and bitters. That's the hardest working system in the body. It's not our brain. Most important system in our bodies is the digestive system. Like there are, there are uh, jellyfish. They've been around for 250 million years, right? They don't have a brain, but they have a really good digestive system. That's why they're around, right? We're probably going to kill ourselves, destroy ourselves with our very smart brain that we're so proud of. But the digestive system is, is this after oils because of their sensitivity that we've messed up. The second thing we've messed up the most is our digestion 
by all the processing and all the frying and all of the, you know, and and losing the enzymes and probiotics and fiber in our foods. Yeah, fascinating. So, I really like I really like how you've how you how you communicate all of this. I think mm-hmm. I think simplifying the complicated is very important for the masses, yeah. and I think you've done a really good job with that. How how do you? I mean, we've already, you know, before we started the session, we've already agreed to a second episode. So I'm very glad yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that we're going to do that. I think yeah. just just to wrap wrap up today's session, could you explain to our listeners where they could find out one more about you um, in case yeah. they're, they're curious? And the second thing is where they can find your products. Um, yeah. And also if you ship globally, because I think it's important for people to know that. Yeah. Okay. So, so I have a website called Udo's Choice, U-D-O-S Choice.com. That's where I talk about the products. My daughter runs that. Um, uh, and, and we talk, talks about uh, oils, probiotics, enzymes. And so we have some why we do it, how we do it, you know, all of that. Uh, I think it's a very nice website. She's very artistic. I'm not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, in terms of getting the getting it, uh, we don't have a lot of distribution in the Middle East. We have it in Malaysia. We have it in uh, Japan. We have it in some of the European countries. To get the oil, I would say uh, there's a guy by the name of Chris Abel who is the is the uh, international sales manager chris abel a b e l and i think you can get him at c abel at florahealth.com get in touch with him if you want to bring in the oil because he's interested in helping it get around the world and uh, you have to figure out all the you know your your country regs and regulations and shipping issues and all of that uh, I think we have something in one of the uh, Middle Eastern countries. Um, you might be able to find that on the website udoschoice.com. But if you get in touch with the guy who can set it up for you, that'd probably be the best way. Fantastic. Yeah. I highly recommend <laughs> this to, to anyone listening. And, and obviously, we're going to disclose all the, uh, all the notes, all the websites, all the links. And, um, yeah. and Udo, also, I mean, thank you so much for being here today and really look forward to. Uh, to our next session. Yeah, it'll be fun. Fantastic. Speak to you soon. All right. Thank you.